Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Trot's Talk. Live the dream. Get involved in harness racing today. NZ Harness Racing. Visit hrnz.co.nz. Good morning. Welcome to Trot's Talk after a huge huge weekend of harness racing activity. We had all sorts of cool things going on. We had a sale at Karaka. We had an Auckland Cup. We had a Row Cup. Vastly different types of races. We had a Northern Trotting Derby, which may have been the real arrival of young Dylan Ferguson as a horse trainer in the open ranks. We're going to talk about all of those today, Greg O'Connor, as I welcome you to the show. And I tell you what, Gregory, I had my reservations about Friday night with the Auckland Cup being so late into autumn. And yes, the weather helped. But there was actually quite a nice vibe at Alexandra Park and a vibe I haven't seen there for a long time. Yeah, very good morning to you, Michael. Uh, I felt the same, and I know the club had done an enormous job uh, filling up the majority of the stand. Uh, there was uh, plenty of people that... Didn't go to the don't go to the races that often that I talked to who said how cool is this didn't even realise this sort of went on and of course we had the quality on the track the Auckland Cup had uh, the last three winners of the IRT New Zealand Cup uh, in it of course copy that versus self assured uh, but it was neither of them that took that out and there were also the elements to the other two Group Ones you mentioned Dylan Ferguson alongside Graham Rogerson uh, with Love Me Too first. Northern Trotting Derby for uh, Blair Orange, who's, as we know, a five-time Premiership winner, and he's ticked that box off now. And the Row Cup, where everyone expected Muscle Mountain to win, just shows you that races aren't formulaic and anything can happen. No, let's talk about all those things coming up on the show today. Dylan Ferguson's going to join us. We'll have the Southern Man segment. We'll also have Matty Williamson, who became the first Williamson to drive a Row Cup winner. And... We'll have a young man who's trained his first Auckland Cup winner. Here is how it unfolded the Trillion Trust Auckland Cup out of Alexandra Park on Friday night. All dressed up, nowhere to go. Akuta starts his run. They went down the back in 28.8. Hey can go up on the outside. Copy that. Here they come. Self-assured and Akuta further back. Old Town Road, top of the lane. Copy that. Takes over a length. Akuta on the outside of Self-assured. Can go. He's a sport. Old Town Road. Akuta goes to the lead now from Self-assured. Who looks to kick back? Akuta Self-assured. The young boy, the old boy. They go to battle in the cup. But Akuta, Akuta for the Auckland. Cup second over self assured and third, maybe Smithy's tear in front of copy that they were followed Old Town Road and Kango. Yeah. Akuta wins the Auckland Cup, so the All Stars Cornellerate Akuta beats self assured. It's the fourth time or well, the fourth horse owner Ian Dobson had who's won a major cup. We've only got the two majors, he's obviously had Christian Cullen who won both, he's had Mainland Banner who won a New Zealand Cup, and he's had Got to Go Cullen who's won an Auckland Cup. Now he's got Akuta who's won one and may well win another, maybe in November. Trained by Mark Purden, that was Mark's 11th 
<laughs> Can you believe it? 11th Auckland Cup winner. It's the first to Nathan Purda. Nathan, good morning. Um, it must be a surreal feeling to think you're now an Auckland Cup winning trainer. Yeah, good morning. Yeah, it's, uh, it is really. It's, um, oh, it's obviously a, a great horse and, uh, you know, it's great to be in, in partnership with Dad and, and achieve that uh, so early on. There were some real question marks about the horse this time last week. In fact, your dad came on the show and told us, yes, he's going to start after a hoof abscess was dug out the previous Friday. Were you at any stage concerned, firstly, by the abscess, but more importantly by the fact he hadn't raced for five weeks because it has been a very, very long time since a horse has won a major two-mile race in this country off the back of a five-week break? Yeah, well, the abscess was uh, was probably something we're on to relatively quick. Kerry Estridge, our farrier, he was up there um, at the time and, and addressed the problem straight away. So uh, I think because we were on to it, um, as soon as it happened, uh, it, it was a huge benefactor in that way. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, to get the horse to the to the track, obviously, uh, Dad's up there and, uh, and doing most of the... all the... Uh, the work there, and um, you know, he's he's uh, <laughs> sort of his first time to do it. Obviously, as he said, he's won it ten times or so. So, um, you know, he's uh, he got the horse prime for the night, and uh, yeah, his uh, his ability carried him the rest of the way. What sort of horse is a cooter? He's a bigger horse. He's more physically imposing than a self-assured, who was outstanding in second. What sort of horses is he to be around? Is he a big eating horse? Is he a horse who needs a lot of work because he has a nice big round barrel on him? Talk to us about this horse who has been such a huge part of harness racing for the last two and a half years, and I sort of get the feeling we're only scratching the surface on him now. Yeah, that's probably a fair call. He's, um, he's sort of been a, a big baby, really, for quite some time has been Dad's looked after him very well and in the way he's placed him to date and uh and he's he's just starting to come into it. He's he's got a um naturally quite a, a a big round horse so uh you know the racing is definitely um definitely something he, he needs to to tighten him up. But um it was sort of later on in, the, in his campaign we've had the, the groundwork underneath him so that probably probably got him to uh got him over the line in a race like the Open Cup. Okay, we seem to have lost Greg there. Greg is talking, but you can't hear him, and I can. So <laughs> we'll get Greg in from the Christchurch studio because he has a lot to add about these things. Hey, Nathan, just on the on the dual situation, like you basically have stayed down in Christchurch and done the entire barn there, and your dad's been in Auckland for the last two months. How does that work? For example, do you ring Dad every day and say, we're doing this, this and this? Does he tell you what he's doing every day? How does the communication work? Because it, the results have obviously been very good. So how does the All-Stars father and son set up work? Uh, well, Dad just leaves me to do what I want to do down south. Um, I just touch base with him um, every every couple of days at least. Most of the days we, we talk and uh, just run through what, we, what we've done with the team that day. And, uh, yeah, neither one of us sort of Pushing the other one, really, it's uh, it works out really good, and he's got enough trust in me to uh, to make sure these horses are spot on down here. And uh, obviously, I don't need to worry about what he does because he's <laughs> he's, the, he's the master of it.
Nathan, congratulations on the Quinella and the Auckland Cup. You also had Oscar Bonavina go around in the Reharvest Row Cup. And, well, he went a terrific race. Yes, he got beaten by Love in the Port, but uh, getting him back to this level and competitive at this level's been quite a challenge, not only for your father, but the stable as a whole. Yeah, that's a fair call. He's very um, day-by-day sort of a, a horse. He's had um, his, his sort of fair share of niggly issues. And, um, yeah, to to get him to 100% uh, where he's trotting the best he's, he's ever trotted. And um, you know, he's, he's you know, the last couple of runs or last handful of runs have been uh, as good as what he's ever raced, I think. So, um, you know, hopefully we can keep him in this sort of form and uh, you know, we get another 12 months out of him at least. Nathan, so what happens with the big bangers now? You've got Akuta self-assured, uh, talking to Mark on Friday night, no Brisbane campaign for them. What happens to Oscar Bonavina? How long do they have out now? Um, yes, what, what's the plans around those, or are you and Dad yet to sit down and absolutely nail that? Uh, yeah, Dad flies back on Tuesday, so uh, we'll sit down sort of later in the week and, um, and discuss whether where they go and what they do, but the um, majority of them just going through the programs myself can, can have six weeks off and um, and come back and, and target the, towards the end of the year. There's um, races across the board for, for all of them. Nathan, if it was up to you, would you want to go to Queensland? I mean, it's you're a young man, you've been there before, it, it always sounds like a good idea, and uh, while self-assured absolutely flying, it could be a very brutal gate speed type of racing. Would you like to go, or are you quite enjoying settling in and, and putting your own stamp on the barn down there and, and looking forward to working up some of the new babies? Yeah, a bit of both, really, Nick. Um, you know, the babies is obviously where the future's at, and uh, it's something I love love doing, working with them and, uh, and watching them progress and, and teaching them the ropes of things. So... Um, you know, but then on the other hand, there's, there's so much money on the, on offer in the Brisbane Carnival, and uh, you know when you got horses like Don't Stop Dreaming and uh, and the Coot and Self Assured that you know you can you know the only capacity they they could make. So um, you know, it's, it doesn't really worry me. It's um, it's something that I'm very happy with either way. But uh, you know, obviously um, Brisbane's been great to me over the few years that I've been there, and um, yeah, it's. Uh, it could be persuaded either way, to be honest, to answer your question, Matt. You've obviously been in a situation where you could have joined Dad as a full-time worker probably 12 years ago, maybe longer. Um, you've taken the option to go to Australia. You've worked with a range of trainers. You've taken time to, to work across the road and be a, a rival for your dad, working with Cran and, and Chrissy Delgetti. Do you feel like you're in the right place now? Does it feel like home? Did this feel like where you were always going to kind of end up in partnership with Dad doing a wonderful job with rather than 70, 80 or 100 horses, a team of 40 or 50 horses who are really good ones? Is this where Nathan Purden was going to end up and is this where you want to be? Yeah, definitely where I want to be. Like, um, this has always been home. It's, uh, I've always known that the got to go out and broaden the horizons and get uh, different ideas from so many different people. Um, early on the, the travel early when I was sort of 17, 18 um, was mainly through driving. I, I wanted to give that a bit of a crack and just um, go around to, through uh, Melbourne and, and uh, Queensland and 
Perth, I was in at one stage too, just to um, more so for the for the driving and, and seeing if, if that was going to work out, or even in the future if it if it comes to it, um, just to, to learn a bit more. So uh, yeah, there's there's times too when I went away with uh, Dad's team and, and obviously travelled away with when me and Cram were in partnership with with horses and it's all learning experience and um, you know something that's put me in good stead now. I feel. All right, your dad's the master, but you're still a very skilled Group 1 trainer and the results in the South Island without your dad in the last two months, albeit not a lot of horses racing, have been very strong. What happens if your dad wants to make a decision on a horse and you're not kind of sure he's not right, you're sure he's not right? What say you want to do something 100% different from dad and dad wants to do another thing? Do you say to him, hey, dad... Maybe we should do this, or when I was at Aussie, we did this, or when your dad's Mark Purden, you just go, nah, he probably knows what he's doing. <laughs> well, not very often that happens, to be honest with you. He's, uh, he's generally um, all over it, I don't really question it, but uh, there's certain things that um, dad's happy to to sit there and, uh, and and sort of go down a different path that he's probably not used to, and uh, got to give him a lot of credit for that because obviously he's. Um, you know, it's not something that a lot of people could do, I don't think. But uh, yeah, he's certainly uh, he's okay with trying different things, and, and even just the fact of of leaving me alone. And uh, you know, I'll say things that, and he might not entirely agree with. But uh, towards the towards the end, of, and they race good. He said, "I'm he's glad that we've done it." And um, you know, he's he's got uh, because we got the results. Now he um, he doesn't have any reason to question me and hopefully uh, can can continue. Give me an example. Give me an example of something during your different travels to your dad because I know your dad's a very diverse thinker and he'll try one thing one week and then he'll change it and I think it's what's made him such a great trainer among other things. But what's something you like to do with the horses or feed or um, just any part of the training process that you've brought to the All-Stars in the last six months that your dad maybe wasn't doing? Um, well, uh, for example, when we got Oscar and um, he, he wasn't sort of um, wasn't sure about why he wasn't going so good, and, and uh, he had him in with a resistance cart there, and um, I tried him to take him out of it because I just didn't think his old body was handling that sort of work, and uh, and he just generally always tried it better once he'd done a first heat, to opposed to just working on one heat each time he fast worked. So um, we tried that and. And he admitted that um, you know he was trotting a lot better for it, and even pre-race warming him before the races. Now, um, you know, he seems to trot a lot better now through that. Um, so, yeah, just small things um, that that I sort of might suggest, and, and he's willing to to um, to give it a go, I suppose. All right, I've got two questions for you before we let you go. And congratulations on Friday night, and thank you for those insights this morning. Who's the best horse the All-Stars are training at the moment? <laughs> um, a question. Well, I suppose... Uh, well, she's Lord Nike, I suppose. She's, uh, she's very special. OK. Whose ability aside, who's your favourite horse? Who's the horse you look forward to seeing the most in the morning? Um, probably... We can have it all. Um, two-year-old trotting filly, Belstead. Um, I brought her in Melbourne 
when I was over there for um, the Gordon Banks and Mark came over and um, they they brought her knowing that she was going to come back to New Zealand with me and um, put a lot of faith in me there. So, uh, yeah, to, to see her doing a good job and, and I've done all the work with her right from the start, um, you know, it's probably uh, it's very rewarding. Nathan, it's been a, you've had a wonderful uh, career so far for a very young man and I can tell you personally, I'm very proud of you for getting up and leaving the family enclave and then coming back to it. I think it's been the making of you. So we're looking forward to talking to you more on Trot's Talk and, and on everything else we do for the box seat and lots of other things uh, over the years to come, God willing. But congratulations on Friday night. I hope you and your dad get a chance to go out for dinner and... I don't know, have a beer or do whatever men and sons do and they're successful together. So, mate, I um, hope you get a chance to enjoy it at some stage. And, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing how this wonderful bunch of horses you have go in the second half of 2023. Yeah, I'm sure we will. Thanks a lot, Nick. Greg, just going back to the Cup... Um, Akuda was really good. A hell of a training performance to have him fit enough after five weeks. I don't remember another horse winning a major cup here after a five-week layoff. I couldn't find one when I did my research last night. I thought Self-Assured was close to career best. Maybe his New Zealand Cup win was better, but he didn't have the trail in that run. And I thought Copy, that was in a situation where about... 100 yards after the start, Greg, I didn't want to be on him. As soon as he got back in the field with good horses up on the marker pegs, I thought he was going to struggle. I thought all in all, it was actually a really good Auckland Cup, considering four weeks ago we thought he might have six horses in it. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm exactly the same as you, uh, Michael. I thought Kango in front. He didn't um, go as well as what Kango can go. If you go back and have a look at it, he was hanging on the bends and just wasn't quite as sharp as what he was the week before in the Roy Purden. But quite rightly, as, as you wrote in the New Zealand Herald, he was the key to the race. And when Self-Assured came looking, the lead wasn't there. His task of winning was going to be even more uh, difficult. Uh, and copy that and Akuta therefore were bought into it. But you're right, copy that was uh, back uh, further than he needed to be. And Akuta just got the right sort of run into the race. And um, he's a very, very good horse. But you just shake your head at Mark Purden's ability and how the heck he's got him to win that two-mile race is a tribute to him and to the horse. Who should be favourite right now for the IRT New Zealand Cup? Akuta. I think he has to be Michael. He wasn't even going in to the race last year until he won a great race in the Kaikoura Cup. He, he, he wasn't quite there. He's definitely there now, and he should be favourite for the Cup. Yep, well, you know what? I'm, I've just got a funny feeling, Copy, that's going to win three New Zealand Cups, but I can't argue with the logic of any of the top three. They've, they're clearly a top three. Old Town Road's misfiring by a cylinder, but I think, like a lot of horses... I think he'll come back a better horse for his second season. I know it's a split season because of the year stuff, but I reckon he'll come back a better horse uh, on the second. Have you half. had a look at the market, Michael? He's three dollars a cooter, four fifty each of two. Copy that. Self assured, five dollars. Old Town Road. And then you're out to BD Joe at eleven. Yeah, well, that's a bit of fun for people, but yeah, obviously there's it is. Yeah, there's yep. no there's no real bidding to be done there. Um, it was one of the features the other night, and, and, and one of the really feel-good features was Love and the Port winning the Row Cup. We'll get to that later, but that brings us to our code word for the day. Your chance to win a $50 bonus bet, courtesy of the TAB. Thank you, TAB, or <laughs> should we call it TAB Entain now? That's a story for another day. Um, $50 bonus bet. So what you do is get your phone thing, because I'm sure you know where it is. Everybody knows where their phone is. It's double eight double three. That's what you need to text. We need your name. 
your TAB account number, and the code word for today is Matty, M-A-T-T-Y, because Matty Williamson is a very popular guy in harness racing. Um, he wasn't popular with the punters on Friday night because uh, he won the Row Cup at huge odds, but he deserves his victory. He's an outstanding young man and an outstanding young driver. And as he said to me after the race, well, I'm actually the first Williamson to drive the winner of the Row Cup. I think he quite enjoyed that over brothers Brad and Nathan. Matty is the code word for today. Text into double eight double three. Your name, your TAB account number, and the code word Matty, and tell us why you... Sh- We've got a new producer today, by the way, too. Cam's here. He's a new producer. Give us a wave. You can't actually see him waving because it's radio, but he did wave. And uh, he's going to choose it. So if you want to welcome him to the show, because producer dude Robbie's off doing, I don't know, whatever young people do. He's probably at Coachella or something. Who cares? Anyway, if you want to tell him why you should win the $50 bonus bet, um, and you can completely lie because we can't tell if you're lying. So whatever. Um, and get, we'll get back to the other side of this. After this, we're going to have the Southern Man segment because today we're racing at Timaru and that Auckland Cup stuff, that's all cool. It was fun, but it's gone. So we need some winners. That's Greg's job. Up next. I'm a Southern man And I'm so I got the south in my blood And I'm gonna be here Till I'm damn well dead Yes, I'm a southern man Yes, it is time for our Southern Man. It is our Southern Man segment here on Trot's Talk and uh, joined on the phone by the favourite for the Drivers' Challenge at the Farlap Raceway today, the Timaru meeting. His name is Robbie Close. Uh, very good morning to you, Robbie. How you doing, Grego and listeners? How you going? Yeah, excellent. Thanks, mate. Just looking up your stats uh, earlier today, you're honing in on 500 driving wins, uh, about 30 or 35 to go, Robbie. So uh, the way things generally trend for you, you might be able to achieve that by the end of the year. Yeah, I'd like to think so. But, um, you know, the, the driving front has been going good lately just without cracking that, that winner, you know. So um, hopefully with a bit of luck today we can yeah, get back on track. Let's have a look at some of your chances. Race number three, uh, Did You Shout the Bar, is trained by uh, John Hare. Three runs to date. Last start, fourth was definitely an improvement. But you've got a second row draw, which is not always ideal at Timaru. Yeah, probably not ideal. But um, I have liked this horse um, sort of the whole way through. Just this first few starts, just nothing was went to plan and had a few steering issues. But... Um, you know, Coast has seemed a lot more on top of it as last start, and you know, with a with a nice equinomical run, um, can definitely fill a top three chance anyway. What about Tom Brady in race number four? These days with Matt Purvis, watched its latest trial where you were quite happy to stay in behind TK Megastar, who's subsequently come out and won at Addington. We've always known Tom Brady has the ability. Can he show that today? Well, um. The way his trials have been lately, um, I don't think his manners will be a problem. You know, he's, he's been pr- pr- perfect as a trial. So just as long as he brings his A game, um, yeah, he's definitely a top three chance anyway. All right, he's a $5 shot with uh, tab.co.nz at the moment. $6 is the price around Ambleside Drive, who's had 20-odd starts, so has had its chance to win a maiden, but follows out a smart one in Kalinchi Kid, or one the punters think can probably win the race, so you might end up in the best spot. Yeah, um, it has um, not always got out of the gate very well, Ambleside Drive, but... Um, 
you know, if I can hold a forward spot and keep a pace in early, um, yeah, it'll definitely be in the fight anyway. All right, let's move to Ideal Double, who's only had the one start. Uh, she's trained by Aaron Swain. She won on that occasion. You've driven her in her last two trials, and she looks quite talented, Robbie, even though she's drawn the outside of the front row. You've had a few scratchings to aid your chances there. Yeah, uh, the field does look quite um, quite a wee competitive wee field um, with uh, Bob Butchwin in it. But, um, you know, the way it's trialled, it has, quite, has impressed me quite a bit. And um, Aaron told me to drive it off the pace of his last trial and, and actually hit the line very well. So, um, you know, if the speed's on and we get a nice economical run, it'd definitely be one of the better ones in the race. All right, it's come up... Uh... $2.50 now to $2.20. So the punters are certainly uh, with Ideal Double. What about he's a jackalack in race number nine? It's $5.50. Uh, the win at Geraldine was good, fresh up. Um, last week didn't have a whole lot of luck at Rangiora, did he? No, um, I actually uh, had another driver in the race and I actually followed it the whole way and um, we were both end up in the same spot. Um, you know, not with a whole lot of luck in the run home, dominated by but on the top end with Angel of Montana, but hey, um, that horse is now up and grade, and um, we're still racing the same horses. So, you know, with any ounce of luck, um, Coast's horses never go bad at Timaru, so with any ounce of luck, we should be there. All right, and you're not over in the last, who's third up this time in for Wendy Stevenson. Uh, Robbie, it's a decent book, and that's reflected by you being favourite as the driver's challenge. What do you think's your best winning chance for our SENZ Trots Talk listeners this morning? Well, I'd have to say um, ideal double here in Swain's one. Um, just the way it's been trialling lately, um, yeah, it has impressed me quite a bit. So, um, you know, the races will improve it, but... Um, yeah, I do think it's probably one of the best better drives of the day. All right. Good luck to you, Robbie. Thanks so much for your time. Cheers. Thank you very much. All right. That's Robbie Close to Bob Butt. Morning to you, Bob. Hey, Gregor. How are you, mate? Yep, I'm excellent, thank you. Thanks so much for your time. Before we get into your chances today, Manhattan raced super over the last two Friday nights at Alexandra Park without winning. Is she still on target for a Brisbane campaign? Yep, yep, no, she go. Uh, I think she flies out um, the end of the week, so she's all good to go. All right, looking forward to seeing her taking on the Aussies uh, because the horse that beat her, Whispering Artist, is no slouch and she just had uh, better runs, it's fair to say, the last two weeks. What about your chances today, Bob? Chase the Stars in race three, heavily back, 270 into a dollar ninety. trialled really nicely and the first up performance suggests should be hard to beat today. Yeah, he, yeah, he didn't get much luck on um, his first start, so um, hopefully he can get a bit today, and he shouldn't be too far away. You got a bit of time for him, haven't you? The son of down by the seaside. Yeah, I think he's going to make a nice horse one day. He's still green and um, still learning the ropes, but um, from what he's shown me at home and that, I think he's going to make a nice horse one day. All right, the favourite in race number seven is Ideal Double. We just spoke to Robbie Close, and the only other horse he mentioned in this race was Skyrocket, your horse. Can you go with the favourite Ideal Double? Um, he's a funny sort of horse. He's, he's, um, he's impressed me a couple of times, and he's let me down a couple of times. So um, Robbie's drive, um, Aaron's horse looks like it's been trialling pretty good, and... Um, goes not too bad, so it's just sort of a bit of wait, wait and see, really. I, I'm um, 
if my horse went to his best ability, he could probably give it a run for its money, but I'd, that I don't know. All right, moving on to race number eight. Uh, let's hope Skyrocket does turn up in the best possible form. Uh, speaking of form, Angel of Montana, she got back into winning form last time. This is another step up, though. What are your expectations today? Uh, I think she'll go a good race today. Um, obviously, um, horses off back mar- off marks are no slouches, but she's a great stand start horse, and if she can hang across and get to the uh, peg, she'll high speed all day so um, yeah I think she could be a, a, a good, she probably doesn't have the ability of um, Jimmy Ray or Art Attack but if she can get, begin good and um, get a bit of a head start on them and they're going to do a bit of work and she's um, sneaking along the fence there she, she could get into a bit of money What's the best of them Bob? Um, as long as he does everything right, I'd, I'd, I'd have to say the maiden. All right, Chase the Stars, race number three. Thanks so much for your time, as always. Thanks a lot, mate. You make of uh, of today, obviously it's Timaru, so uh, the Far Lap Raceway at Washdog. What do you make of um, of your bests for the day? Yeah, it's a tricky track. You've got to be on the speed, Michael, and therefore I think Chase the Stars, I think Bob's, he really likes this horse, and his first up run would suggest... The two dollars seventy that the bookies offered you definitely was overs, and the dollar ninety is probably about where it needs to be. So, I think it's absolutely the best of the day. I do like that horse ideal double, uh, Robbie Close, wide front row draw, but with those scratchings, certainly gets in a little bit closer. And um, oh, I think Jimmy Ray will win the Winter Cup, so that's race eight, number nine, trained uh, and driven by John Morrison. I think uh, it'll be extremely hard to beat Jimmy Ray. He's a pr- he's a pretty progressive type of horse, I think. We'll hear from Maddie Williamson also, who's going to also be driving today about his Row Cup win after this break. Great texts coming in this morning. Lots of people telling lies about why they need the 50 bucks. And, hey, lie away, we don't care. As long as you've got the code word Matty available for it. Here's a good one for you. This is an interesting question. I like answering these questions. Just wondering how Mailman Mick's heart rate was during the Auckland Cup from Simon. Because I backed it and told everybody else to back self-assured. So I had a couple of thousand on it. I was really relaxed about it. Um, to me, racing just scenarios, like we said in the Herald on Friday morning, if Kango Park self-assured, he probably can't win. After f- probably a lap, I thought, well, self-assured just can't win. He couldn't win once he attacked for the lead. They never do, ever, lose attacks and win the race. So he was really good. Um, when it comes to winning and losing money on the punt, often you know mid-race. Uh, very happy for a cooter because I saw Ian Dobson there, and, and Ian's been a massive investor in harness racing for a long time. So, so no, for me personally, the heart rate never goes up during a race. I had a horse race yesterday at Sandown, and the winning stake was 75,000. We ran second. I'm happy as Larry. As long as the horses all get round in one piece, I'm always happy. Yeah, sometimes you like to back a winner, but if you expect to be gambling and backing a winner every time you bet, well, this isn't the game for you. The bottom line is, good people win most races most times, and you've got to be happy for good people because one day it'll be your turn, and a lot of days it's not. That's how I view horse racing of both codes. After the short break, we're going to come back and talk to a man who was a winner. Enough of my excuses, he won big time. Matty Williamson on, yep, believe it or not, loving the port the new Row Cup winner, Maddie, and the port coming up after this break. But your chance to win 50 bucks, text into double eight double three. Let us know why you should win, your name, your TRB account number, and the code word for today, Maddie.
Welcome back to Trot's Talk. And there were three, three group ones at Alexandra Park on Friday night. The Row Cup was dominated in the market by Muscle Mountain. He was always a chance of galloping from barrier four. He hadn't started off a full front line since the Dominion way back in November. But as much as he was one of the stories of the race, he wasn't the story of the race. The story of the race was Love and the Port, his owners, his trainer, Phil Williamson, and his driver, Matty Williamson. Let's go back to Friday night. The Row Cup is one of our great races. Here is how it unfolded. And Matua Tana, Springbank Mason all well back as to Invictus and Resolvers dropped out of it 30.1 down the back and it's Muscle Mountain leading by a length and a quarter. Love in the port, Oscar Bonobina, out wider Elder Baron Zoo, Springbank Mason leading down homeward bound, Muscle Mountain, Oscar Bonavina throw on the inside is Love in the port, right down the outside, Springbank Mason Elder Baron Zoo, Muscle Mountain trying hard but Oscar Bonavina's got him throw on the inside, Love in the port Love in the port, dashes through Loving the port for the Row Cup. Loving the port to beat Oscar Bonavina. Eurocash third, Muscle Mountain. Huge run just to finish fourth. They were followed then by Majestic Man and Elder Baron Zeus further back in the field. About 4% of people who had a win bet in the Row Cup actually won because Loving the Port was an outsider. But I tell you what, most people still enjoyed it because Maddie Williamson, Phil Williamson, the popular guys in harness racing, the whole family is and. Hey, Maddie, now you've got something over Dad, over Brad, over Nathan. They haven't driven a row cut winner, and you have. That must feel pretty cool. Yeah, no, definitely uh, got bragging rights for a wee while, Mick. Uh, no, it was a huge thrill. When did you start thinking, I might win this row cup? I know it wasn't last week. It wasn't the week before. <laughs> was it about a lap from home? When did you realise that, hey, hold on, um, Muscle Mountain's Maybe Mr. Way here a touch. I'm not sure what's going on, but I'm going as good as him. Yeah, uh, I was obviously happy with the barrier draw when the, the barrier draw came out, and we were drawn. You know, the markers being a key a key thing. Um, you know, you want to be drawn as low as you can so you can, don't have many to get across. Um, and he's usually quite a good beginner, so I was, I was happy when the the draw came out. I thought that gives us a chance. And then uh, probably halfway around the last bend, um, I didn't know that Muscle Mountain had. Uh, done a stretch but I could tell he was starting to feel the pinch um, so then I and, and you know uh, Love and Port was jogging so I sort of thought well we're a big hope here and then uh, Mark obviously went swish a wee bit and uh, got away on us a touch but he was uh, travelling that strong when I went to the inside I could tell he was going to pick them up Maddie, congratulations on such a big win. You're fourth at Group 1 level. And you, it's your first for your dad, well, the first one for your dad, sorry, since uh, 2009 when Springbank Richard won our other big two-mile race, the Dominion. Um, it'll be really special. Well, I know it's very special for him. What, 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 is it, what did it make you feel like when you're coming back to scale knowing your dad had just won himself another row cup? Oh yeah, no huge, huge thrill to do it for Dad, and especially when he was a, a little bit of a an outsider, and um, he'd been a horse, you know, played by things in his life, and um, you know, just have everything go right on on uh, on on the day, and um, yeah, and and to pull off a a big win like that was was just huge. Yeah, yeah, hard to put into words, but um, no, I, I'm still smiling now. I absolutely get buzzy thinking about it. It was it was just an awesome moment.
Matty, your dad's always rated him. I remember him telling me back when he was a three-year-old, he thought he'd win the Hambletonian, and it was a deep Hambletonian as well at Ashburton, and he's just had so many problems with him. But the way, Matthew, that he won on Friday night, and I'm pretty sure the plugs were still in, he was going away at the finish. Being by Love You, you'd have to think that it's all ahead of him. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, he's continued to get better uh, with every with every spell. His, his gait's been probably the main thing holding him back. There's always been a really good motor there. Uh, as a three year old, he had real X factor about him, but he um, was doing more things wrong than right. I think he was second favourite for the Derby and, and ran last through through manners. You know, like he he's always had the talent, but um, probably underachieved in his life just through manners and things like that. And and you know, a lot a lot of it comes down to the to the trip a bit in those in those type of races. Like um, if we'd have been you know second line draw and having to come around the field and that, um, obviously it would have been very 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 hard to uh, to have got the job done. But um, he he showed he's up to that level with uh, you know level playing field or it wasn't level playing field with Muscle Mountain, but the rest of them uh, you know he's as good as any of the rest of them. All right, life continued for you. You had to get on a plane early in the morning, whip down south. Um, nobody gave you any free run down there, though, so no winners uh, yesterday from memory. But what about today? What are your chances uh, like at the far lap? Um, we'll touch on a couple of them. Going to race number five, Major Cheddar's had good support, and you've had great support from the trainer of uh, this guy, Brad Mowbray, for a wee while now. Yeah, no, he's a he's a good mate, Brad, and he's a good uh, good trainer. So um, yeah, it's a good association to have. And uh, yeah, Major Cheddar, he's actually gone been going really really well. Uh, his last two starts have been super runs, when, or last three really. Um, he's had tough runs in all of them, and and in against stronger fields. So it's a drop back for him. The only we worry is the draw around Timaru, how far away he ends up uh, early. But he is a horse that can um, move into the race if he if he needs to. So yeah, I think he's a good each way chance in that field. All right, for the same stable in race seven, you've got Mighty Reactor, another one with a decent each-way chance, although we've spoken to Robbie Close and Bob Button. They're clearly on the two. The punters think will be hardest to beat. Yeah, I, I think um, he's a good chance from that draw. Uh, he went super last start. He did a power of work. He kept getting hat on, and he still wasn't far away at the finish. So um, he's a horse that will run the gate and race handy, and uh, you'll get a sight from him, and he's an each-way chance for sure. All right, and just one other I wanted to ask you about was Let's Go Ringo doing some really good things since joining the Joseph Gray Barn. Yeah, he's racing uh, good. He uh, is a good beginner, so hopefully uh, from that 10 metres he can land himself handy, and that'll be the key to his chances. He's got a got a good wee turn of foot on him if he can be uh, saved up, but also handy. So, yeah, we'll just sort of see how the start plays out. But if he can jump jump handy and then get some handy cover, uh, he'll be as good as any if he's if he's in the right spot. Hey, Maddie, a lot of people thrilled for you, mate. Um, just just an update on, on the Maddie live. Now, I think last time we spoke, you had two children. Is any more turned up? Are you a father of two? Does that keep you busy? And and do the kids get down to the stables? Is there a bit of uh, that, that family love of the horses coming through? You know, it show, shows how often you want to interview me. Yeah, we've got, we've got another wee uh, boy there now, uh, Mick. Uh, so there's, uh, yeah, three kids, Sadie, Layla, and... Uh, we Carter now. So, when, um, when, did, when did Carter yeah, turn up? No, so, uh, he was at the end of March was when he was born. So um, is he named after Carter yeah, Delgetti? Just before, just before. <laughs> no, no, that's not where we were going. But uh, nothing wrong with Carter. But uh, that's not where we were going. No, just a name we both liked. And uh, yeah, Charlotte comes out with some left field ones, and I'm pretty old school, so we sort of meet in the middle. But um, 
yeah, he, he's uh, he's on the scene now. So, and yeah, Charlotte brings the kids in most days because obviously uh, working away there, they've got to come see Dad rather than uh, Dad coming home all the time. So, um, but yeah, it was good to see them this morning. They're obviously in bed by the time I got home last night, but uh, good to spend the morning with them this morning. And um, yeah, no, it's a really exciting time in their life at the moment. Hey, well, Maddie, I'm not on Facebook and stuff, so I don't know about these things. So when you have any more children, can you just text me so I know, so I don't ask you any dumb questions? Belated <laughs> <laughs> yeah. congratulations on the arrival of Carter, for those of us who didn't know, and um, well done on Love and the Port. So, yeah, let's see if you can win as many row cups as you've got children at the moment. Good on you, Maddie. No, that'll be, be a good goal to try and get to. Uh, thanks, mate. Matty Williamson, uh, that was a, a good buzz. Um, Greg, I wish we could talk about it more, but unfortunately we need to have a break and then we're going to talk to Dylan Ferguson because he also trained a Group 1 winner. So get those texts in, double eight, double three. your name, your TRB account number, and the code word very fittingly for today is Matty. And our new producer, Cam, is on the other side, going to pick us a winner after we've had a very quick chat to Dylan Ferguson. Waiting the HR, confessionals galloped. Waiting for the uh, passing lane run with HR Fiskin is uh, walking on sunshine and Back, you'll come the outside, then came uh, Castana further back. Virginia Clowers, top of the lane. Love me too. Walking on sunshine, Castana, Virginia Clowers, Tectonic, and further back is Artie's Peak. It's Love Me Too going great guns. The son of Wap the Hill, and he's going to be crowned Northern Derby winner for 2023. A superb win. Second over, Walking on Sunshine. She nearly made it the Oaks Derby uh, double. She'll come up one short. They were followed third, maybe. Great Artie's training Peak. performance by Dylan Ferguson. His boss is Graham Rogerson, and of course Graham trained the winner of the New Zealand Galloping Derby this year. Uh, unfortunately, Dylan can't join us. He's in a bad reception area, or he doesn't want to talk to us. I think it's actually the first thing, but we'll get here from him on the box seat on Wednesday. Catch that on YouTube. Greg O'Connor, very quickly, what are your bets today at Timaru before Cam gets into his first announcement for the bet winner? Yeah, best each way is Jimmy Ray going around in the Timaru Winter Cup. I think it's a very big winning chance. Ideal double. So, uh, sorry, that's race eight, uh, number nine. Ideal double is a winner, I think, of race seven, number nine. So I'm going with a few whitish sort of a numbers. And Bob Butts got a pretty smart three-year-old chase of the stars. So that's race three, number six. Multi them up, Michael. I think you could have a pretty handy sort of an afternoon. Thanks, Gregory. Great to have you in Auckland for the week. Uh, Greg, of course, is the boss of the Box Seat Wednesday on YouTube, or you'll catch it on Trackside. You can always set your record on your MySky thingy, Bob, and have a watch. It'll be cool. Hey, Cam, thanks for joining us on the show, brother. Um, it's good to have um, some more young blood, because Greg and I are getting old. Uh, who won the $50 bet? Because you're in the prime position. You get to choose. So who wins? Alright, so I'm going to have to go with Carl Smithers today. I just saw the name and I thought, you know what, that's my dad's name as well, so we're going to chuck that on as the $50 bonus. And it's also winner. like Smithers out of um, Simpsons. Out of the Simpsons. Yeah. Hey, well done, Carl. Hey, good to have you here. Oh, joining us, brother. And to everybody who texts in this morning, thank you for being part of our show. Thank you for letting us invade your Sunday morning. Um, great interview with Nathan Purden. He was so open about what he and his father are doing with their horses. Wonderful to hear from Maddie Williamson, who has more children than we thought he did. Maybe he should stop. I guess maybe he won't. We'll find out as we continue to see him win more big races. We'll have a, a yearly update on where Maddie's family status is. And we also appreciate Robbie Close and Bob Butt giving us some winners today for Timaru. Those odds available on tab.co.nz. We have more harness racing coming up all the way through winter. The big stuff may be done, but if you check into hrnz.co.nz every day, there's previews, there's reviews, there's fields, and lots of cool, fun stuff. Thanks for joining us on Trot's Talk, courtesy of Harness Racing New Zealand here at SENZ. You have a wonderful Sunday.